Hey all, this is G Nitro. I'm here with Mo, and you are listening to Total Meltdown, Pwn.com's official podcast. Hello, everyone. Well, it's been another week, and we hope you enjoyed the last show. We got a lot of feedback, some good, some bad, with the new <laughs> format. I think it's just because we started off with the new format, and it's something we're trying to get used to. Yeah, so bear with us as we try to adjust. Yeah, instead of just like going into the show with certain things, we're trying to keep a set schedule of how we manage the show because of the fact that we're doing it weekly now. So we don't want to basically just try to wing it every episode. We did that a lot. <laughs> yeah. We ended up getting off topic, so. Yeah, so, um, well, I know things have been going well with me this past week. Uh, how about you, Mo? Um, pretty good. I'm I'm a little sleepy, so my brain's kind of not functioning at 100%. But uh, I can't remember really what I did yesterday, to be honest. Talk to me. I did, didn't I? <laughs> I didn't get any gaming in this weekend. Like, really? Well, I got a little bit of Oblivion in, but it wasn't like too much. I did, however, go to... GameStop, I tried to find Tomb Raider Underworld for used, and nobody around here has it, so <sighs> I was a little disappointed in that, but oh well, I guess I'll save my money. <laughs> that sucked. Yeah, I played some Saints Row 2, but you'll hear about that in the member interview. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we're going to get into uh, the member feedback, and... We encourage everybody after each week to send us feedback on the show or just in general. And um, Hades wrote us, um, said it was great to hear him talked about on the show last week. <laughs> and he, he tells us to keep up the good work and he can't wait to be interviewed. Um, we had a couple other people state that we were saying a lot of ums and uhs last week, a lot of pauses. Um, we apologize if the show came off a little more boring than usual like i said at the beginning of the show we're just trying to get used to this new format so bear with us we'll get through this and we'll get better as each week goes on other than that some people didn't like the intro music so i want to take the time to state our brand new contest we have gotten rid of the intro music you probably realized that as you started listening to the podcast we want you the listeners to take the time over the next month and make us an intro. You have to use all legal properties, nothing that um, is copyrighted. Keep it somewhat video game related if you can. A video game theme or something like that. You have to say Total Meltdown with G-Nitro and Mo at some point. That's got to be in there. So... I'm working on a prize package. I'll announce it next week. It's going to be a pretty good one. Plus, you'll get some poem points. Still deciding on the amount of that. You have anything to say, Mo? That you want them to throw in there, or? Um, not really. I per- I don't know. I like the intro music. <laughs> I, I do too. Fond of it. But a lot but. of people came back saying it didn't fit our show, and. You guys are bums. <laughs> That's okay. I still love you. Yeah, we all still love you. Don't worry. But I'm I'm really interested to see what people come up with for this. Like, it, it's definitely something I'm excited about because I definitely think we we definitely need something like an official intro. I completely agree, and we're gonna give you till the middle of February. So February fifteenth, we need to have all entries by then. And just PM them. Uh, I guess find an upload site first off. And then PM Total Meltdown the link. Um, you can find us pwn.com slash Total Meltdown. Send us a PM through there. And we'll compile all the intros. We'll listen through them. We'll pick the top five. And what we'll do is we'll play them on that week's show. And then following week we will announce our our top pick and we may even take some of the other ones and 
swap them out here and there just to throw and ch give it a little change up on the intro. That'd be a good idea. Yeah. But the top one's going to win this prize package. I'm still working out. I promise it'll be good. It won't be a lot of just random crap. <laughs> like like he sends me. Whenever he sends me anything, it's a lot of random crap. Hey, you're getting Like one, <laughs> one good thing, but then like you send me all these postcards and weird DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to get rid of the crap at my house. I know, and then you're sending it to me, and I don't need that crap. <laughs> <laughs> so... I started a thread also for the forums for you guys to ask us questions on the podcast. We will answer these each week. And <laughs> you can also PM them to Total Meltdown as well if you don't feel like asking them in the forums. So we're going to get into that, the, the questions first, before we go into the main part of the show. Jeez. And we've got some <laughs> interesting first questions. Um, the first one comes from... A relatively new member. She's been around since uh, November 25th of last year. Met her at VG Expo and she joined up from there. It's from Upuff. <laughs> and she she has a two-part question. Like I said, this is going to be rather interesting. Part one is, are Moe's boobs really that awesomely perky? And <laughs> am I fun in bed? I will let Mo answer her. Uh, <laughs> well, a good bra can go a long way. But yes, my boobs are really that awesomely perky. And they're mine. They're real 100%. <laughs> and as for my question, I'd have to say it all depends on the girl. If you're a dead fish, I just get it over with and get you out of there. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. If there's no passion there, just it's like, okay, let's get this crap done with and get away. Oh, it's awful. No, if the girl's like, you know, really into it and all, oh, fun times, I'll tell you right now. It, it, it'll last a lot longer that way. It's a good thing we, uh, we're rated our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, the next question is more of a serious one. And, um, this comes from, uh, Pwn Member Church. He was on uh, last week's podcast, and he asked us, what is the one game that both of us are looking forward to getting this year, 2009? Well, mine was um, the new Final Fantasy, but I recently, or there recently uh, was some news that Western countries weren't going to get it this year. Um, it's going to be out in 2010, but... That that sucks because I was really really looking forward to that this year. Um, other than that, like nothing really comes off the top of my head. I really haven't heard about too too much. What about you? Well, the rumor is Mass Effect Two will be out this year, and if that's the case, that's the one game I'm looking forward to the most. As I loved Mass Effect One, it was the first time a Western RPG hooked me in and was like. This is fucking awesome. I thought it was a very well done game. I'm only hoping that they let you take your save from this one. And I don't care if it's the same level, but your character and all that. I don't like it when you have to start anew every time there's a sequel. Especially if it's going to continue that story. So I'm hoping it does that. If that doesn't come out, I have to go with Star Ocean 4. Mm -hmm. I love Star Ocean 2. I'm currently playing Star Ocean 1 on my PSP. And I never got into the PS2 one, but this one looks really well done. And since Enix usually handles that side of the Star Ocean stories, I tend to look forward to that more than a Square Enix. I mean, a Square Soft side yeah. um, RPG. I mean, Infinite Undiscovery and Last Remnant were both bombs. So, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. But hopefully Final Fantasy thirteen will pan out next year when it finally drops. Oh, I also forgot. Um, there was a rumor that I kind of posted out there a while ago, like on my MySpace, my Facebook, that uh, I was reading on Kotaku that Ubisoft was going to come out with a new Ghost Recon and or both a Ghost Recon and a Rainbow Six. 
So, personally, I think a new Rainbow Six this early would be kind of not a good idea. But I've been wanting a new Ghost Recon for a while. I really, really enjoyed the last two uh, Ghost Recon series installments. I think it. I think they. A, a lot of people are hoping that it goes back to like you know. Have you ever played them like Summit Strike and everything? Have you ever? Um, actually, I've only played the two for 360. Ah, see, those are my favorite, and I. A lot of people kind of disagree with me there. It's 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 more of a, like a fifty-fifty. More people wanted to go back to the old kind of Ghost Recon system that they had going on, but I prefer the newer ones, like with Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter. I really, really enjoyed those games. So I'm hopefully looking forward to that this year. We'll see, though. Yeah, I liked those games until I got Call of Duty 4, and then I was like, these games suck, and I got rid of them. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a different style of gameplay, and I just prefer the fast pace of Call of Duty 4 more. Well, the next question comes from uh, Spunky, and I'm kind of weary of asking this because it's obviously part joke, I hope. (laughs) He says, what's up with G-Nitro's unhealthy obsession with underage Asian girls? I'm going to put the (laughs) underage part to rest. No, bullshit. No. That is not true. 18 and older... But I will say, I don't know what it is about Asian girls. I find them very attractive. But it's not unhealthy. People get me wrong. To go on a little personal note for people out there who may not know. I haven't dated an Asian girl in years. So (laughs) there's no obsession there. It's not like that's all I date. Yeah, he's not one of those guys at the anime conventions. And this has happened to me before. Where they said that they wouldn't date me because I was not Asian. That's pretty pathetic. Yeah, see, I won't do that. I'll I'll date anybody. I don't discriminate. Missed opportunities. Exactly. See, I'll date Mo. If she's single. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Let me put if she was single. I can't, because... I know her man listens. I want to make sure that it's just joking around. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to be that. like, what the fuck? He knows that. <laughs> I want to make sure he knows that. Oh, he does. I don't need him showing up at my doorstep. I've seen pictures. <laughs> my fat ass will get beat down. <laughs> Alright, and the final question comes from uh, Marsman. And it's this another serious one. Oh, God, my brain. <laughs> He asks, how do you feel the current economic climate will affect the game industry and games that are currently in development? Do you feel people will just release generic titles that sell, or will they venture to try something new with the risk of it failing? Do you want to take this one first? Um, I, this one's definitely a hard, hard question, because right. you know, neither of us are really in the industry, per se. Um, so... I think majority of the companies will probably stay where it's safer and release generic games that do sell. Uh, going into the more riskier area of developing something new, like for example, Mirror's Edge. Mirror's Edge was something really, really new, but I think at the same time with the economic thing and the whole releasing it at the wrong time during the holiday season, it, it ultimately failed. So I think other developers probably look at that and say, okay, well, we don't want to do something quite out there. Let's just kind of stick with what we're good at. But that's just my opinion. I am no industry guru, so that's what I think. Well, I think um, over the next six months, or I should say five months, between now and May and early June, you're going to see most companies settle on sequels, settle on IPs doing different things that they've already established. The only one I've noticed that has actually new titles coming out is Atlas. And they do a lot of the more of the harder-to-find RPGs. They tend to bring out the stuff that most other companies won't publish here because they're afraid it won't make them millions Atlas is willing to take that chance and put something out there for more of the hardcore RPG crowd. 
I've noticed they have a lot of titles that they're taking chances on. But I think until I say June or July, because games like Bioshock came out like that two years ago, where yeah. it hit a time where people are home from school for the summer, especially in the U.S., you may see one or two companies then try to bring out a new IP because it will sell better when the kids aren't in school and they're home for the summer when it's really hot outside or those really rainy days they'll be inside playing games and it's the best time to bring them out unfortunately companies like Activision and EA may continue to make the same mistakes and wait till the fall to bring out new titles and let them fail again (laughs) that's why they're losing so much money you would think that the gaming industry would be, you know, booming and everything. And then next thing you know, EA is laying off, you know, a, a whole bunch of people. It's like, how does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> and they got to wonder, you know, is it our titles? Is it our marketing? And a lot of it has to do with, you know, these gaming companies putting out all these games so quickly, trying to make that extra dollar. And that's what I'm afraid that Ubisoft's going to do with Rainbow Six and Ghost Recon. So that's why I was a little hesitant on that rumor. I'm excited because I like the games, but at the same time, I want something that's good, something that's, you know, quality. So. Completely agree. Alright, well, that's it for the questions this week. If you have any, hit up the forum thread. Can't miss it. It's in the Total Meltdown section of the forums. Or just send us a PM at the Total Meltdown profile. And we'll read it on the next episode, and we'll an- we'll try to answer it to the best of our ability. Can't promise we'll be able to answer it as you might want us to, but we'll try. Now we're going to go into the pwn news. It's a very light week for pwn news. Um, the only thing we really have is our podcast is finally up in the menus. You can locate it under play. When the drop down menu comes down, you will find total meltdown at the top. And right underneath the Gametopia's podcast. So both of those are now up on the site. You can find them easier and access them that way. And we hope people start noticing and utilizing that more. Wow, when did they put the Gametopia's one up? Uh, same time. Did they? Oh, I just yeah. I guess I didn't see it. <laughs> like I didn't know like I didn't notice it. I'm a retard. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> on that note, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, but seriously, go there, check out the profile. We now have official Twitter as well up on the profile. I want to make sure you people know that so you can follow it, know when a new episode's coming up, when we're, when we've just recorded a certain section of the podcast. You can also find it at twitter.com slash total meltdown. We like when people e-stalk us. It's a good thing. Yes, and I love microblogging, so <laughs> it's always a good thing. The only other oh. poll news we have is game nights. This past Saturday, we had our Gears of War 2 night, and it was a good turnout. We had 15 total, two separate rooms. I would like to thank Archie Corn Kid for hosting the second room. And we brought in the top four players from each room in with him and I. And it was a close one. We had three people battling it out for third. I mean, for first place, coming into the final room, it was Boricua Storm, Death Temptress, and Love Ducky. Well, in the final match we played, Death Temptress pulled it out and took the win for first place by 300 points. So congratulations to her. She won 500 poem points. And excuse me, congratulations to Love Ducky, who took home the random prize. Still to be determined. Don't figure that out. <laughs> Next Saturday will be the um, World at War. Yes, Call of I Duty World at War. It. I no, you don't. It. <laughs> <sighs> I'm only keeping it because of the game nights. Otherwise, I'd be booting that thing out the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're booting it out the door, boot it to my door. So only if you got a thousand Guzex points. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you and this Guzix thing. I, it's too much for my brain. That's a lot of work. Yeah. 
And I'm really bad at getting to the post office and sending things out, so. One other thing Shannon brought to my attention that I almost forgot is we are looking for writers. We are looking for people who are going to be dedicated to write for us. You can use it to pad your resume. It's more of an internship than an actual paying job. So if you're looking to write for us, we have a writing team, a review team, or you could do both. Basically, for the writing team, we require about two news articles a week, or you can do one game review or one like op-ed type piece each week, and that'll count as your two. Because we know it takes a little more to write that than to find other news going around the net in the industry and just retyping it up in your words. But we're definitely looking for people. We're trying to make it more of an active section of the website. And right now, we've got me, Hades, uh, Sleeves, Porcelina, and I believe Fatal Believer are the ones that are writing the most right now. And we just want to get more people involved. So if you have good writing capabilities, shoot me a PM, or you can look down at the bottom of the website for the staff page. And you can hit us up there by applying there. And I get all submissions from people who apply. So you will hear back from me. And don't forget to include some of your work. I need an example of your writing or else I'll just let it go by the wayside. Because I'm not going to spend my time chasing you down for a piece. <laughs> so that sounded really dirty. Yeah, it did. <laughs> for an example of your writing. He will chase you there. down. <laughs> he will chase down, you down. I will not. <laughs> well, some of you, yes. With the handcuffs in tow. I do have some. <laughs> <laughs> Are they the little fuzzy ones? Yes. Like the pink fuzzy? Are you no, serious? No, my fuzzy ones. <laughs> oh my I'm gosh. not rocking no pink handcuffs. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. My opinion of you just changed. <laughs> we'll just keep we'll I know, just I know, it, it improved a bit. <laughs> oh goodness. Cause I'm a freak. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Alright, no more singing. Okay, I'm sorry. On to what we're playing. Uh, I'm playing the same stuff. Yeah, that we were last week. I'm play still playing Star Ocean for PSP, Saints Row Two and everything else on game nights. I really don't have much uh plan on trying some new games soon. Just waiting for them to get in from Guzex. And I'll talk I... about them on the next episode, hopefully. What? Hmm? Oh, I didn't know if you were done yet. Yeah. I was going to say that um I need more DS games. I definitely need to utilize my DS a lot more. Gamefly? I know. I know, I know. <laughs> I didn't realize that it was like 20 something dollars a month. That's for two games out. Oh. Like 15 if you do one. Really? Yes. Hmm. I might have to do that. <laughs> of course, that's, you know, that's like nail money. Oh. Let's see. Getting my nails done, uh, playing some video games. I think I'm going to have to go with the video games thing. Thank they really, God. They really did not make the uh, 360 controller for women with nails. It's so uncomfortable when you hold it and you have long nails. I just hate it. I absolutely hate it. So like I have to bite mine off. Ew. Ew. Just way too much info. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, we're going to go into our topic of the week. Big news has hit the retail industry. Technology Cir industry in general. Yeah. Circuit City has officially closed down. They were waiting for a buyer. They didn't get it, so they sh they're shutting its doors. They're going through liquidation as we speak. And I figured Mo and I can just quickly go over some of our experiences with the store, whether good or bad. I don't know about her. Mine are all bad, pretty much. Mine are, mine are pretty much bad, too. <laughs> mine are pretty much all bad. Well, why don't you start us off? Well, the only thing that I had, the only beef that I have with Circuit City is that my mom had gotten this... Uh, radio or something what was it no she had an automatic car starter that she got from circuit city off uh, as a gift and she went to go get it installed and they really really royally fucked up 
the electricity, like the electricity, whatever, in her car. They really, really screwed it up, and they weren't going to repair it. They weren't going to pay to have it um, repaired. Um, so she decided that she was going to write a letter, an angry letter. She went in, she stormed in, and was, you know, really, really angry about it, and, which I can understand because this this was going to cost her a whole lot of money to get things rewired in her car. I mean, her stereo wouldn't work, uh, her, the lights and stuff, nothing was working. Thankfully, her dealership was right across the street from the Circuit City, so she had to get someone from the Mazda dealership over to Circuit City, and they had to battle it out, and it just, it was, it was awful. And from that day forward, my mom has never shopped at Circuit City again. And while they do have really nice prices, well, they did have nice prices on DVDs, it's just, I, every time I went in there and, like, I went to talk to somebody about the gamings, or the gaming section, it's like they didn't give a shit. You know what I mean? It's like, what happened to good customer service? And let me tell you about my experience the other day going in there. Uh, the the sale started Saturday, this past Saturday. Now, the, the thing is, is everybody has been messaging everybody online saying, go to Circuit City, there's going to be great sales. It's not necessarily one big sale that's going on. It's It's at the discretion of the individual stores. So one Circuit City could have a certain sale going on, and then another Circuit City can have something else going on. And when I went to the one not too far from my house, the place was packed. It was a madhouse. The line was a mile long. People were screaming, yelling, pulling hair, and just being overall like a pack of wild dogs. And I didn't really see any great sales. I think they said that the DVDs were 20% off and everything else was 10 but you could just go right across the street at Best Buy and get something for a hell of a lot cheaper. They had, they had, you know, TVs were still retardedly overpriced. They, I don't think they, I think the 10% applied to pretty much everything except for the gaming, the video games, <laughs> which is why I went there in the first place because I was hoping to get something. Um, but I didn't see any signs or anything and I felt so bad for the kid at the cash register because if you go right now to Circuit City, expect to wait in a very, very, very long line because they don't have the discounted prices in the system. Those poor people, and be very kind to them because they have to insert the discount for each item that people are getting. And you can imagine that it being as packed as it is, there, that's that's got to be like really ridiculous. And people were yelling at him and everything like it was his fault. <laughs> I told the kid just to take a deep breath and you know it'll be over soon. And I just couldn't believe it because it was the first day. It's like you know why don't I, I realize all the good things are going to be gone? But it's just the first day, you know, and it's lasting what until March. Yeah. So my experience wasn't great. <laughs> well. I haven't been crazy enough to go to the stores since the liquidation started. I refuse. It's not worth it. There's nothing I need or want right now. At least not to deal with that shit. It's already a madhouse in DC area this week anyway. Oh, go into that. God. <laughs> um, my experiences with Circuit City have generally been bad as well. Multiple times. I think the one time I went where I was purchasing like a case for my DS. It was like a $10, $15 case, but it was 5 bucks cheaper than Best Buy, so I figured, you know, they're right next to each other. I'm going to go to Circuit City. I grab it, I get in line, and the person at the cash register is having problems. There's only one cash register open, and I'm probably 8th person, ninth person in line. So the person's calling the manager over, and they're blah, blah, blah. They're going through it, and we're still sitting there, and there's four fucking employees over in the cell phone department just bullshitting, looking at us. Not one of them's coming over to help out, to open another register. Everybody's sitting there. Finally, two people in front of me say, fuck this, they're leaving. So I said, you know what, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to go pay the extra $5 over at Best Buy. As soon as three of us start to leave, one of them's like, oh, I'll open the register. Ha! Too wow. late. All 
three of us, four of us were like, well, the couple and then the other guy and then me were like, no, you had your chance to come over and open your register. Now you want to come help us out when we're ready to leave and cost your store money? We were like, fuck it. And I went to Best Buy, got in there, and not only while I was in there grabbing that, I actually had somebody come up and say, do I need help? And I got to the line, and it was boom, boom, boom. There was two or three registers open, and I was in and out. And I think that's ultimately why Circuit City failed, because, you know, a lot of people have not that I have talked to have not had great experiences there, especially with the customer service. Completely agree. That's and ridiculous. I had another problem. I went to the Circuit City here in Catonsville, and it's more of a ghetto Circuit City. I mean, the people there uh, aren't... Uh. <laughs> the most educated, and I found that out the hard way. There was a time where Circuit City had the um, 4,000 Microsoft point cards for $20. One of those great sales they have, <laughs> yeah. or had every once in a while. And I go up there, and I'm like, there's none on the thing. There's none out there, none on the racks. So I ask girl, I'm like, hey, I'm looking for this. It's a Microsoft points card. Can you look it up in the system? This was the stupidest decision I ever made in my life. I literally sat there for 25 minutes while she kept oh. trying to type in Microsoft Points. <laughs> she oh, spelled Microsoft wrong about 10 times. Are then, you serious? Yeah. Then was like Microsoft Points, and I don't know what else she was trying to put in there. It's just I was sitting there going, are you serious? I wanted to push her out of the way and start typing. Like, I never get that angry, but I really just wanted to shove the shit out of her and just throw her across the store and be like, it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the day, she doesn't go, well, I'm sorry, I can't find it. She goes, well, it, I, we don't have any. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> so I said, fuck it. I said, you know what? You've been no help at all. And I walked out of the store. And this has been experiences at Circuit City constantly. They have great sales, great prices, but when the people that work there are so ignorant and just unwilling to help, it's worthless to have a store like that. I've always enjoyed going to Best Buy. Yeah, it gets annoying with every employee asking you every five minutes if you need help, but at least they take the time to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, after dealing with Circuit City a few times, I realized how much I enjoyed being annoyed by the Best Buy employees. <laughs> I was like, God, if they just take a second to say, hey, do you need any help? Maybe the store would have done better. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Not to mention, Circuit City was also the store that went after Cheap Ass Gamer and one of their um, writers, Speedy. Well, not writers, but one of their forum posters who used to post up all the ads early. This is another shining moment of Circuit City's stupidity. They basically get the ads a week or two early. And they'll post them up with the gaming deals. You would think this would help your store. People already know what's going to be in the ads, so they're ready to go to your store. You can use this to your advantage. You put out the good deals where your competitor hopefully doesn't. Circuit City sued them. It was like, you're taking business away. What? What? <laughs> they have because Circuit City feels they have to only go up this week. It's like that crap that happened a few a couple years back with Black Friday. Everybody was suing the Black Fr Fly, uh, Friday sites for putting up deals early. Which <laughs> never makes sense because it gets people out there and know where the deals are. I don't exactly. get it. Well, they eventually know. dropped it because it wasn't going anywhere. But not before the guy who was posting up the stuff in the forums had to take a long break from the site to bring his stress levels back down. Because they had kind of pushed him to the edge. Yeah, I can imagine. So, you know what? I don't like to see 34,000 employees laid off, especially with the way the economy is. But to those employees that never gave a shit and to the company as a whole, good. 
they needed to go. I mean, it sucks for the good employees and the stores that actually did well, but as a company as a whole, they didn't take the initiative to make sure all their stores were the same across the board. And I think that definitely needs to change, not just with, you know, Circuit City, but a lot of a lot of places just like where has customer service gone? Where has good quality customer service gone? I agree. Oh, one thing I did want to say though is uh they have obviously they have Circuit City in Canada. That's not going to be affected. All the Canadian stores are still going to be open. So I don't know. I guess they have good better customer service in Canada. I'm not surprised. They're probably nicer. <laughs> <sighs> well, so that's it for the topic of the week discussion and actually that's pretty mi- much it for our uh, show this week. I mean, yeah, the main part. Much. Yeah, <laughs> not too much. Yeah. Um so look for next week we'll have a brand new topic of discussion, brand new member interview. As for our member interview this week, we have brought on Jeff Threat. So we hope you guys enjoy listening to him and that is up next. And we're back. This is our Pwn.com member interview section of the podcast. And this week, our guest is Jeff Threat. Hello. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, pretty good. And how about yourself? Oh, excellent. <laughs> excellent. All right, I'm going to do a quick rundown of, of Jeff. Um, Jeff Threat he joined in 2007, January 18th. He is... Uh, 26 years old, probably 27 by now. Huh. Are you hey, still 26? I'm 26 until May 14th. Okay, and your poem points, you're over 21,000 now. Oh my god. Dang. <laughs> um, so, what's your favorite part of poem as we get started here? My favorite part of poem is getting on Shoutbox with Nitro. That's my favorite part. Hey! Well, thank you. And Mo. Why does it always have to be him? It's always about Nitro. It's never about me. You're really in Southbox and you blocked me. I did not block you. Okay. I, I don't understand how you blocked you because I totally didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what that message was about. I know. I just wanted to scare you. Mm-mm-mm. Drama already. We just started the interview. Come on. I know. Well, I, well, I, 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 what can I, say? I love. Pwn's <laughs> amazing. Probably the best gamer social community I've ever encountered. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, we're glad to have you on the site. We definitely, you're definitely one of the more active members. Um, now, just a quick thing. Um, how did you find out about Pwn? Um. Actually, uh, I found out about Pwn by uh, Bunny Blaze, because her and I used to be friends, and she told me about it. And I, oops. I never, ever, ever see her on there. She doesn't come on a lot. I don't think she came on anymore ever since she signed that deal with another site, and that site went down. Uh, oh, Hoople Doople, whatever. Yeah, I wasn't trying to name it, but since you <laughs> go there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like to go there. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> so, um, how, how did you get into gaming? Like, what age and what uh, did you off? Shit, let's see. Um, my grandfather got me into gaming in 1985. Uh, I went off to Rue's house and played Pac-Man and Frogger. And I just sit there and be like, do this, do that. And ever since then, I love video games. Like, I've had everything from the Atari 8-bit to Jaguar to 3 do I've had 27 consoles. Wow. Damn. Yeah. I think so, you're up there with me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> I'm a huge gamer. I love gaming. And I love the people that I meet through gaming. Well, sometimes. Did you ever have a virtual boy? Yes, I did. 
Did you really? That's awesome. <laughs> awesome or awful? That. Ah. Awesome. Not awful. Definitely not awful. Well, the Virtual Boy itself was awful, but... <laughs> yeah, the fact you owned one was awesome. <laughs> so what would your favorite console be? Or if you're not a console person, then what, what's your favorite? Like, I guess you'd be a PC then. But what's uh, your favorite console? My favorite? Uh, wow. Old or new? Doesn't matter. Okay, let's see. Old? I'd have to say the Sega... Genesis. Yeah. New. I will go with the Xbox 360 hands down. Nice. What was your favorite game on the Genesis? Toe Jam and Earl. Oh, Hell yes. Yeah. Hell yes. Just won 20 <laughs> points in my book. Yep. I think we're all three for three on that one. <laughs> yeah. How can you not love that game? It was definitely a classic. The new one that they made for the 360, a couple are... Wait, no, it was for the regular Xbox. That one that one kind of sucked. <laughs> it was bad. But I do have to say my second favorite had to be Earthworm Jim. Weren't they supposed to make a new one? They were, but it's never going to happen. It's Probably like Duke not. Nukem. <laughs> <laughs> never going to happen. So... Jeff, we're into 2009, but looking back at 2008, what was your best experience on Pwned, as well as your favorite game from last year? Oh my god. Best experience. Um, meeting me, of course. Well, meeting both of you, of course. Yes. <laughs> best experience is when... Uh, all the drama happened in Shoutbox with me. <laughs> I started arguing with myself, and then myself told myself it's going to block each other, and oh my god, just that was the best experience. Because I was alone, and no one's there, so I made time for myself. <laughs> <laughs> and the best game of last year, hands down, Saints Row 2. Oh, yes! Geez. Yes! Uh, then again, him and I play that all the time, so. <laughs> and I just blow him away with the rockets from the chopper. He loves it, I swear. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so much fun. <laughs> I purposely set up the helicopter before I even invite him in. Yeah, little jackpipe. <laughs> so, I still um, had to play that game. Now that we're out of beta, and you're closing in on almost to a point where you can redeem for a game, is there any game you're shooting for? Like, or are you just trying to shoot higher for a console or something else? Oh, truthfully, I'm trying to shoot higher for a console, but I think that's going to take at least two years. Yeah. So, by the time those points hit, I'll have probably have all the consoles. <laughs> so. Yeah, but then you can I'll get a bunch of games, so. Not very, very true. <laughs> What's your favorite thing now that Pwned is out of beta? Like, what has what changes have we made on the site that have you like, oh hell yeah, this is awesome? The Ajax shout box. <laughs> yeah, a lot Just, of people are saying that. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I like, I love the new design. I love drop down boxes, breakfast school, a few things. Um, uh, what else was there? Oh, oh no way! No, I'm sorry, sorry. I thought I forgot that you guys don't have macaroni and cheese on the side. So uh... do what now? We don't uh, have what? Uh, macaroni and cheese. Oh, so, <laughs> like... I could, so I could order macaroni and cheese now. That would be a great feature. <laughs> but, uh... we'll, we'll link up oh. with Pizza Hut so you can uh, order their uh, pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, the whole redesign is great. The new shout box. Um, I hate the adult box. I think it's just a waste of space, personally. Oh. Really? I just go. I go in there and I rant, then I leave. Like, well, so. we are currently working on the Ajax, hopefully for the adult box. Nice. So we do hope that it um, improves. Because I know a lot of people don't like refreshing now that they've gotten used to the Ajax. 
Oh yeah. Well, I don't see a lot of people in the uh, the adult shout box anyway, except for just going in there and saying something really stupid or perverted or something, and then going back to the regular shout box. <laughs> True, but I feel it's been a nice deterrent from people going overboard in the regular one. That's just yeah. me. Have to agree. I've had to censor myself a few times. I'm sure we've all had to do that. At times, yeah. Even I have to <laughs> censor myself. <laughs> so, Jeff, you um, you're currently in Florida. Yes. Now, I were am. you born and raised there, or did you move there, or what? Uh, I was born and raised in St. Pete, Florida. Um, I was born here. I actually moved to Florida two months before I was born. I was originally in Germany. Nice. Oh, nice. And I'm adopted, just so you know. Okay. Were you adopted by Asian parents? <laughs> Unfortunately not. Oh, okay. I, I just know that a lot of white parents tend to adopt Asian kids, so I figure, you know, maybe it's the other way around. <laughs> They're trying to get Good paybacks one. now. So were you were you adopted into a military family? Is no, that why you uh, no, um, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of the story. Biological parents abused me, tried to kill me, all that good stuff. Oh, Cops busted in, nice. found me dead, blah, blah, blah. But this nice family in Florida was all like, we want a kid because my mom couldn't have it, get pregnant or anything. But yeah, I'm doing great. Well, I have great friends too. How do they feel about, um, your tattoos, because you have a lot of tattoos. Yeah, you definitely do have a ton of tattoos. Interesting, yeah, uh, I'd say. Um, my, they both don't don't like it. Um, my dad, every time he sees me, says, you're, you're wasting your life away. And I'm like, cool, you're wasting your life away by watching fishing shows all the time. Point. <laughs> and my mom looks at my tattoos, and she'll just be like, that's disgusting. Or... Oh, that one has great colors, but they really have gotten over it. They get so many now. Yeah, that's usually how parents are. And you're 26 years old! Yeah, I know. Now, didn't you have uh, plans to move out to California? Actually, the, those plans have been put back on. Oh, okay. And now, I leave in April with my friend Brittany. So, I'll be, li I'll be very, very close to Andy. Nice. I'm sure Andy's uh, boarding up the house as he as we speak. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so, Getting an alarm and an attack dog. So you yeah. actually have started up your own company. Why don't you explain to us what it is and what you're doing with it? Uh, Slaughter Beach Company is the name, and uh, we are a horror slash post-apocalyptic themed clothing company for now. We're going to move into prints, posters, music, movies, and get somehow get into the video game world. But everything is revolved around horror or post-apocalyptic, just screwed up things. And, oh, and just want to announce, uh, mid-February, Andy's going to be a co-owner of Slaughter Beach. Nice. No. Now, I recently saw that you found an artist for doing some shirt designs. Yes, yeah, I say, did. It was pretty badass stuff that that guy has. Well, thank really you. Cool. Yeah, uh, his name's Mark Kidwell. He works with Fangoria. He's done Dean Snyder's uh, Strangeland comic. He's very, very well known. Mm. And I'm really glad to get him with the prices that he gave me. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I can't wait to get those uh, designs and show everyone. Are you going to give us free shirts? I mean, you know, <laughs> your friends um, here on uh, Total Meltdown? <laughs> I'll, pay, I'll pay for your shirts. Aww. Aww. About that. Because... I kind of made a rule that we don't give any shirts out for free, not even to ourselves. So if we take a shirt, we have to put the money back. That's definitely a good idea. I, I, I have to agree with you on that one. Yeah. Until we get really established, that's when we'll start giving out free shirts. Yeah. But I think I can spare some shirts for you guys. <laughs> now, you don't have a website yet, do you? Or are you guys um, are you 
on it or right now I was thinking about just using MySpace as our website because uh, mm. that would be myspace.com slash slaughterbeachco um, that's already up and running. That's been up and running for probably a year now. Okay. And uh, we've yeah, we've had that up. I've done some updates. We uh, we've worked with Valve software with passing out left or dead shirts. We've worked with Techland from uh, in Norway with passing out their shirts promote their video games and they're really nice guys but they don't talk to us sounds like it's going pretty well so far it is uh we actually have support from uh david arquette nice <laughs> <laughs> we met we met him uh at a horror convention in 2006 and we told him about Slaughter Beach, and he gave me his cell phone number and let him know when we get our shirts out, and he'll promote us. Nice. Now, awesome. I've seen your picture with him, and you actually have a lot of pictures, especially even on your poem page and other uh, sites you're on, with a lot of celebrities. Do you meet them at all these horror conventions, or...? Uh, yes, I do. Yes. Some, uh, I've met Doug Bradley that played, uh... Pinhead and Hellraiser drank with him. Nice. Asshole pushed me into the pool. <laughs> story. Uh, Danielle Harris. I love my life. Anyways, um, <laughs> Shawnee Smith from Saw. Um, I don't know his name, but he's a tall dude. He played in The Hills Have Eyes, Weird Science. Um, I've met. The kid Alex, the kid that played Andy in Child's Play, wow. very down to earth guy. He uh, he now lives in Florida. Um, Have you met the man yet? Have you met Bruce Campbell? I've yet to meet Bruce Campbell. <sighs> he was supposed to show up, but I did meet um, Jason Muse. Nice, nice, very that, awesome. That guy's very cool. Snoochie boochies. Uh, <laughs> 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 he did that for me. Awesome. Uh, we, we get oh Malcolm McDowell. We gave him a Left 4 Dead shirt. Nice. He was thrilled to have that. Um, William Forsythe. Ha- do you know who that is? That sounds familiar to me. Always sounds familiar, he, but I can't. Play he was it. in Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. He was uh, in Devil's Rejects, Halloween. Who did he play in Deuce Bigelow? He played the cop. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, he's a big actor. So, But it, it was great to meet all those people. Nice. Now, how did, you, how did you get into this whole horror thing? Horror's never been, like, my kind of forte, but... Um, like, the horror business or horror in general? Horror in general. Um, let's see, when in, I still remember it to this day, 1987, my, uh, grandparents let me watch Nightmare on Elm Street, Part nice. 2. <laughs> I fell in love, and then they started, uh, let me watch, like, Friday the 13th, My Bloody Valentine, like, all these horror classics, and the one that stuck out the most for me was Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. And, as if everyone knows, uh, my whole entire arm is going to be covered in Friday the 13th tattoos. And uh, I bet your parents regret ever showing you the first horror film. <laughs> they weren't there. <laughs> it, was, it was my mom's parents. Oh, she's pissed. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, ever since then, I loved horror films. I loved anything that has to do with post-apocalyptic movies now do you watch like the old classic like silent film ones or are you more of a like a modern because i i can i can kind of dig like the old dracula and like the old italian horror films but like new ones are just a little too gory for me um i watch the modern ones more because i love the gore Mm. you must go see the new my bloody valentine I was going to ask you about that. Was that pretty cool? Fantastic. Just 
marvelous in 3D. Did they pull it off well? I mean, how did it look? Did it really seem like you, you were dodging things or...? Yeah, it really did. Like, I'd reach my hand out. I was like, wait, is that really coming out? And I'd, like, I'd look around, and my friend and his friend would be looking at me like, are you stupid? <laughs> but they it did a marvelous job. Like, it was bloody. Um, yeah, I love horror films. I might have to suck up my uh, my distaste for blood and go see this, because I want to see something that's, like, in 3D. Quote unquote. Yeah. Well, I know. Oh, there's a. Oh, no, go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> no, mine, mine leads into another question, so go ahead and. Uh, I was going to say, uh, there's another 3D horror film coming out this year. I hope it's coming out this year. It's uh, Piranha 3D. <laughs> yeah. That was a horrible B movie film. That was, but who would. <laughs> there's two major actors, well, a major actor and a major actress in that film. Huh. Maybe I'll drag myself to the theater, but I tend not to go. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll watch the remake because it's made, it's being directed by Alexandra Aja. He did The Hills Have Eyes. He did he did so many things with Blood, Guts, and Gullworth. Have you seen Mirrors yet? No, I haven't. Um... I know it's a remake, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, the only good thing about it was the special effects in the blood and guts. <laughs> that was that was his. And I can't wait to see what he does with Piranha. Did you see Unbor Unborn? I've yet to see it because it's PG thirteen. No. Oh, so you think see, it's gonna be? I still think it's gonna be creepy enough. I prefer the supernatural horror over the blood and guts horror, like the uh, slasher films. I prefer the ones that really make you think, is there something around me? Oh, I love those too. Those creep me the hell out. Dude, Care Bears and horror films, holy shit. Care Bears creep you out? <laughs> Dude, you could be sleeping there, and you'll like wake up, and you'll see like these little eyes, and all you hear is Care Bears stare. You're like, holy shit, there's giant <laughs> fur balls in my room. <laughs> So well, actually, that's really funny because you remember the Teddy Ruxpins? Oh, yeah. Like, they actually, like, open their eyes and shit. Well, I yeah. had one when I was really young, and I never I never had, like, any teddy bears after that because one night, in the middle of the night, it just started going off and started telling me a story, and it freaked the shit out of me. So I never, <laughs> I never kept teddy bears in my room after that. <laughs> On a similar note, I have the Bruce Campbell 18-inch figure. From the ash mm -hmm. from uh, Army of Darkness, and I was at work. My roommate thought I was home because he kept hearing quotes from the movie. It was going <laughs> off. It had turned on by itself, and you have to walk in front of it to set it off. It's got a motion detector. Well, he walks downstairs and there's nobody there. That's creepy. And it's just yeah. continuously going off, like somebody's walking in front of it. And he's like, "What the hell?" So he turns it off. I, when I got home, he told me about it, and I, kept, I still this day, I cannot get that motion detector to work. But that one day, it was working. Mm, that's strange. Yeah. That's pretty creepy, uh, dude. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I completely believe in ghosts and entities. So I've had experiences with them. As have I. <laughs> now, do you like um, horror like video games? Like, oh, uh, I love them. Do you? Yes. Like Dead there's Space? One, there's one um, that I I remember one time my friend and I were playing. I cannot remember the name of this video game. Um, it, I, was, I think it might have been Clock Tower. It was about vampires, and it was just really, really freaky. It was really freaky. I that can't was a good game. I think it was Clock Tower. I, there's one game that made me piss my pants. Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Atari. <laughs> Holy hell. That that little pixelated, like, blob coming after me? Holy crap. You don't know that's what's scary. Coming. You should play E.T. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was, that was... That was... <laughs> oh, man. But there is one game that really does creep me out, and that's Dead Space. Really? 
Yeah, I, I can't play that game. I played it for 20 minutes and I was bored the whole time. Everything to me was predictable. When I saw the thing laying on the floor, I immediately shot it and killed it because I knew it was going to be moving if I got too close. I just thought yeah, everything was very predictable to me. Gotcha. Like everything that I see laying on the floor, I shoot automatically now. You know if it's not going to move or not. <laughs> and then I see shadows and I see shadows in my room. I'm like, okay, are, they, are these in the game or in my room? going on here. Then I kind of wake up from my dream. Yeah, see, I'll tell you the one game that scared the crap out of me was the first Resident Evil. When that dog jumped through the window, I threw the controller up. I was like, holy <laughs> shit! I was like trying to grab the controller to run around. Oh, man. I think the one that creeped me out the most, it's like the only time, like the only good setting to play these kinds of games are when you, it's midnight and you have all the lights off and you're by yourself. Um, Silent Hill kind of freaked me out. That was, that was such a good that, game. That was. I liked Silent Hill 1 and 2. That's mm -hmm. it. 2, I thought, felt like more of like a movie. Did you ever see the movie? I imagine you probably saw the movie. I saw the movie, it was very good, um, but I want to see the sequel. Yeah, I still yeah. think the Silent Hill movie is the best video game adaptation to date. Oh, I absolutely agree. I, I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah, you're right, I thought they were supposed to make a sequel. They, I don't think they are. They are supposed to make one, but that it makes no sense. You make the best video game adaptation to date, and they won't make a sequel, but they keep making sequels of the horrible ones. Blood Rain. Oh, and don't oh. forget they're making a Chun-Li movie. Oh my god. Oh my horrible. gosh, I saw a movie theater poster in the movie theater here for that. And I just kind of was like, that <laughs> is so wrong on so many levels. You don't want to see it. I don't want to see it, absolutely not. Kristen Crook or whatever her name is, I'm sorry, she is way, way too thin and too frail looking to play Chun-Li. I mean, have you seen Chun-Li's thighs? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Seriously. They, they could have they definitely casted better for that, Even I think. so, Chun-Li is full Asian. Kristen Crook is only half. Yeah. And she doesn't even look it. So, nope. who, why is she being chosen? I don't care, because even if they're not as busty or, with, or have the thighs for it. Anybody like Maggie Q or Kelly Who play that a lot better than Kristen Crook. Well, Nitro, you gotta remember, it's being Americanized. I know, I hate that just shit. Like they, <laughs> just like what they did with The Grudge and all those Japanese films. Yeah, but The Grudge sucked in Japan as well. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> did, you like Pul did you like Pulse? I haven't seen either. I've seen The Ring, but, and I thought The Ring here was better than The Ring in Japan. I liked Pulse, the Japanese version, because it scared the piss out of me. Now America gets a hold of it. Pulse one, two, three. I'm like, what? Really? Pulse three already? I didn't even know they had a second. <laughs> <laughs> they released the third one three months after the second one came. Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna say this to you and everybody else. I'm gonna name off some of the Asian horror films you need to see: Tale of Two Sisters, Adang, um, Someone Behind You. Those are some creepy films. I, I was supposed to see that, but I forgot the name of it. Thank you for reminding me. Which one? Uh, someone Behind You. Yeah, it's a creepy film. It's not as supernatural as it comes to be, but it's just a creepy overall film. Yeah. You know, one day, I, I was on Xbox Live yesterday, and we were looking for a movie to watch. We eventually picked Wally. But I saw that they had a new movie out called Tokyo Gore Police. Have you ever heard of that? I actually have it in from Netflix right now. I, ha I was supposed to watch it last night, but I didn't get the chance. <laughs> it looked kind of lame to me. Well, I'll be able to s let people know on the next podcast if it was good or not. <laughs> oh, good. I exactly. want to see the story of Ricky. <laughs> what is that? You... Oh my god, it's the most ridiculous, like, Asian, I think it's an Asian film, but it's just so ridiculous, like, a dude pulls out some dude's, like, intestines and starts choking him with it, and the guy's still alive, and it's just, 
over the top, like gore and humor. <laughs> it's just check it out, man. Well, then I, I suggest like, everybody check out the Machine Girl. Oh, fabulous film. Yeah. <laughs> but um, well, before we wrap this interview up, I gotta ask two questions. First okay. one is: Is there a feature you'd like to see come to Pwn, or one that you wish would be changed? Um, I really can't think of anything for, for both. Yeah, I think it's awesome the way it is. Maybe, maybe I'll think of something later on down the road that I can't say now. It's like, <laughs> my mind, but, you know, there's nothing. All right, and the final thing, it's now 2009. What game this year are you looking forward to the most? <sighs> that, that Nitro. Ghostbusters. Uh, yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you keep bothering me about picking that up when it comes out. <laughs> oh, oh, and one other game. What? Jeff Threat Auto 4. <laughs> Alright, explain. <laughs> Only on Threatbox 360. <laughs> yes. And what does this entail? Entails Jeff, myself, trying to steal cars while Nitro blows them up. <laughs> I thought that was Sounds called Saints Row 2. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shh. I'm trying to sell my game. <laughs> the only way I'll be involved is if there's Asian girls in the game. Otherwise, I don't play. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's all it's filled in all Asian world, but we're the only two males. Oh, oh my god. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and Moe's there, too. She, she's the protector of the Asian women, for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Nitro attacks. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, I want to thank you for uh, joining us. Um, it was great having you on. Um, I'm hoping you enjoyed the experience of being on Total Meltdown as well. Oh, it was great. So, um, well... <laughs> this is the end of our show. We want to thank Jeff Threat for joining us. We hope everybody enjoyed episode 14 of our podcast. Um, look forward to our interview next week. As always, we're not going to give away who it is. You've got to wait and find out. So. It's me again. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All everyone. Until right. next time. Peace. Bye. Bye.